Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I am Dorenda and I'm married to Daryl and we've been married for 32 years. (laughs) (laughs) We have eight kids, ages 17 to 31 and one of them is here with me, can you tell? Um, Five boys and three girls. We also have eight grandkids and we've been homeschooling for over 26 years. She laughs because I say the same thing every time. Gosh, I do. I would think you could like pre-record that, put that in there. I, you know, I probably should. And and the people who have been listening to me for a while, they're probably like mouthing the words they're with like, me. No. I try to change it up a little bit every now and then. But you guys, seriously, there's always a bunch of new listeners. And I'm like, okay, but they may not know who in the world I am. And, you know, at some point, when you listen to someone, you're like, okay, if I'm going to listen to them, do they have a little cred, some kind of cred- credentials? So those are my credentials. <laughs> and I also wrote three books. There's that. There's that. So the uh, the four-hour school day, which is uh, the subtitle to that is how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. And that was such a fun book to write. Um, it was the first book that was published by a publisher and not self-published. And uh, it was really exciting to get that message out there. And I've just gotten so many great responses from moms. So if you haven't checked that out, please do that. It is over at amazon.com. It is at dorendawilson.com. It's at pretty much any of your favorite booksellers. So wherever you like to purchase your books, you'll probably be able to find it the four-hour school day. Also, if you are new to the podcast, you might not know I have a handy-dandy little search bar. Our son, who edits my podcast and helps me with all things technical, including the website, added that search bar for me. At uh, It was a much to his chagrin. It was a bit of a pain for him that I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if moms could like just put in a keyword and be able to find episodes that they really need to listen to because really who wants to scroll through 280 episodes I mean I kind of like to like to look at titles but you know maybe you don't have time for that <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> moms are busy so um so put in a, a keyword and there's probably going to be several episodes um, of encouragement for you so I encourage you to do that and to share the podcast with your friends we just recently hit Get this, you guys, 60,000 downloads in a month. That's crazy. That is not me. That is just God. I'm, I just come out here and talk to y'all from my little she shed and uh, with my, you know, maybe my chili on the stove or my soup on the stove. And when I'm in my, and I'm in my slippers (laughs) and thankfully it's podcast. I don't have to look good. So, so there's that. Anyway, so I just want to tell you about one more thing before we dive into this topic. We're talking about unmarried women. I have my daughter here today with me sharing just her story. She shared her story in the last episode. And this episode, she's going to talk about some things like how does the church view unmarried women? How does the culture view unmarried women? Uh, Whether or not singleness is a gift or not. Is it a gift or an affliction? We don't know. (laughs) We're going to find out today. (laughs) And what what are some of our, what are our duties? What are the duties of unmarried women? I never really thought of unmarried women as having duties, but um, I'm so glad that you have taken the time to just seek the Lord and find these things out because um, these are things I wished I would have known when I was, was single, but Anyway, before we dive into that, I just want you to know that, you know, if you're here and you're finding um, just some great mentoring, which is is why I do what I do, um, I want to tell you about homeschooling today because, you know, often we need maybe more than one mentor, you know? Um, 
someone who's been where you are and can help you along the way. And that's really what Homeschooling Today magazine is, except that it's um, instead of just one mentor, you get to access a whole team of experienced homeschoolers. Uh, you'll find my columns, Mom to Mom, and Dear Dorinda. It's kind of like Dear Abby. This is a new column. So cute. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. So the Homeschooling Today editors, they choose the question, and then I write, you know, like a 600 to 800 uh, word response. And so be looking for that in the magazine because that's a new thing. But I want to invite you to subscribe to it because um, when you get this magazine, you're just going to sit down. You're going to want to sit down and grab a cup of coffee, sit in a comfy place and just sort of get away for a while and maybe just consider it a time when you and I can get together and chat a little bit. And you'll be delighted to find many other voices that I trust to speak life into your homeschool journey as well. Let them encourage, inspire, and walk alongside you. Let them help you to homeschool boldly with courage and freedom and an unhurried heart. All right, so Johanna is back today with us. Um, If you missed the last episode, I'd encourage you to go and listen to uh, Johanna's story, just sort of like what happened after she graduated from high school and just sort of our perspective on college and why she chose not to go and uh, just gives you a little bit of a a background on her, but she is currently 19 years old. She works at a coffee shop. She's an assistant manager there, Mm -hmm. and she gets to encourage people all day long. I love hearing her stories when she comes (laughs) back because it's more than just coffee. It's ministry. You know, you have the the police officers that come in and talk with you every morning and you've got quite a quite give, a, give, give me a time. hilarious relationship going on there. What <laughs> happened that one day you were you were sitting there, it wasn't time to open yet, so you, you were ready, oh. but you sat by the table and it was by the window, right? It was by the window. It's my favorite spot. Um and it's, it's and it was fa- dark. It's, it's dark and I it was facing the window. So the window was like in front of me and the window looks out into our parking lot. And it was probably like five minutes before I was supposed to open. And I just kind of sat there, kind of laid my head like on the table. Because she starts really early. I was tired. 7 7 a.m. Yeah. And next thing I know, I look up into the parking lot because I saw a car coming. And I thought, oh, maybe it was a customer early. And the bright lights of a police vehicle blind me (laughs) through the window and like... Every time I'd blink, I'd, like, see, see the, the light. And they know? did it on purpose. Oh, he did it on purpose. And uh, he turned on his sirens, and he was like, <laughs> I was just trying to wake you up. It was it was hilarious. I love that. I funny. love it. It's so great. So, yes, I love the stories that she comes home with. But uh, in the last episode, we talked about your story and just kind of, like, some of your struggles um, in just that season of being unmarried. Mm-hmm. Um, now we want to talk about some other things like uh, how the church views unmarried women. Well, I feel like it's kind of, it's one out of two things. It's either, I'm so sorry that you're single and you're sad and you're alone. That's really (laughs) unfortunate for you. I'll be praying that you find a husband soon. Right. Or (laughs) singleness is such a gift and you may not like it, but it's a gift. Like whether you like it or you don't like it, it's a gift. Like, right. don't worry. Well, like, and they tell you, like, this is your chance to be footloose and fancy free. Yeah, but it's and like, and go want. travel. It's like, well, I'm broke. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So there's that. Um, but yeah, it's either one or the other. And that's really confusing, I right. feel like, for, it is. for because unmarried. it sets sort of this standard that you have. Again, it's like this unrealistic standard uh, that you yeah. have to try to meet uh-huh. that maybe isn't even in your heart to do. What if it's not in your heart to travel? 
Yeah. Hey, that's okay if that's you don't okay. want to travel. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, well, now's your time to do it before you get tied down to a family for years. And like it's do, a, like do it's you hear that negative connotation yeah. there? And it's either like way, it's down. negative. Either we're sorry for you or like don't waste your time. Right, and, right. And it's, it's sad that people, even believers, mm-hmm. view being a mother and a wife as that mm-hmm. because that's, that's not what it is. We know that, right, moms? It's not that. I mean, there are days the enemy wants to try to convince us of that. But what we're doing is so important. And I think in our deep down in the core of our being, even as unmarried women, we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually yeah. have a friend who, a friend of our son, a daughter-in-law who messages them regularly and she uh, she has a roommate and um, I can't remember they were having a conversation about just that it was such a good desire to be want to be a wife and mom mm-hmm. and and uh, the friend was saying yeah, yeah why does nobody say that why is nobody talking about that why is nobody saying that to us as young people and 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 her her little uh, friend in the background shouts out, "I want to be a wife and mom." And so you know, here are these these young women who are they're out in the world and, and, and they're working. Yeah, they're in college. LA, so yeah, that college in L A. <laughs> so it's just like it's there because this is how God wired us. Mm-hmm. You know, He's given us amazing gifts as women, gifts of nurturing. Um, that is probably our strongest, one of our strongest gifts is that nurturing, that relational thing um, that we is so strong in us. And, and it's something that we don't wait to develop until we become a, a wife and a mom, mm-hmm. right? Like this is something we can be developing in other ways. So right. yes, the church does not do single people, unmarried women. Sorry, mm-hmm. there I go again. Yeah, it's a bad word. <laughs> unmarried women or unmarried people, men or women. It it goes for guys or girls. Yeah, guys or girls, you know. But it seems like guys are usually like on a course to Mm -hmm. find their career to provide for a family. So it can be be pretty actually different. Yeah. Yeah. So we're speaking specifically to unmarried women because that's what you are. Yes. So, um, yeah, and I think that whole idea that it's negative either way. Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. And then there's these single groups. Oh, this is the. What, yeah. Is that really what that is, or is it like can we match somebody up group? Well, it, it can be that, or it can, can be which like, can work. I mean, I've seen it work. You know, there's these wives groups where they complain about their husbands, right. and there's single groups where they complain about being single, and right. it's like this isn't actually building or encouraging at all. It's, it's just not. a group of people that are all suffering, I guess, in right. some way or well, not. It's kind of like um, a misery loves company kind of thing. Complaining, yeah, I think it's, that's it's the thing. Complaining mm-hmm. and discontent. I think. That is huge. How can we find contentment in whatever season we're in? Contentment, God doesn't call us to only be content in certain seasons. He Mm -hmm. calls us to be content in all circumstances. And Paul said he had learned that. So it's something that you have to learn. The biggest um, taken out of context verse ever. (laughs) Exactly. Because he goes on to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That Mm -hmm. verse was about contentment. Mm-hmm. Not about doing just anything and everything, yeah. you know, yeah. because I can't do all things. I can only right. do the things that God's called me to mm-hmm. with his strength. So um, I think contentment is a huge, huge issue just even in our culture. Yeah. So when people respond like that, they are actually feeding that discontent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so. very true. And you get those kind of, this is another thing definitely could be talked about, uh, especially as women. I feel like we tend to get offended when people say, oh, like. 
why isn't a pretty like girl like you not married or how do you not have a boyfriend? It's like, how do you answer that question? Like right. that's an awkward question. It is an awkward but question. But the thing is, it, most of the time it comes from a good place and it's yeah. actually kind of a compliment mm-hmm. and you can choose to be offended by it right. or not. Right. That was so important because I would get so worked out when people would say stuff to like that to me at work because I have a lot of older people that come in right. and it's all well intentioned. Well, their intentions but- are... You're beautiful. You're you're worthy because really, at the end of the day, when it comes to desiring a husband and a family, it's about feeling worthy of love. Mm-hmm. And those people, in their own <laughs> way, yes. are saying you are worthy of love. Mm-hmm. You know, but then again, it's what's the problem? What's the problem? Why? Why? <laughs> why are you still single? What's wrong with you? Right. You know, and right. it's but it does come down to like, okay, I can be offended and by that or exactly. not, and I feel like that's. A, a good time to practice extending some grace. Extending grace and have your lines ready. Yeah, and also, this is so important, and I wish I would have known this when I was younger. You don't have to answer them. That's right. You do not have to tell them anything, and that's a very personal It is. Question. It's kind of like when we had a bunch of kids and people said, do you know what causes that? <laughs> when I would say yes, and we really enjoy it. Oh, my God. Keep <laughs> this PG, Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, they didn't ask any more questions. And, and usually if they were older, they would just laugh. They yeah. thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, hey, you're going to ask me the question. I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yes, and you can just smile and nod and, mm-hmm. and just Or I've even go just been like, that's kind of a silly question. And yeah. just kind of move on. And then they're kind of like, oh, oh. Yeah. So maybe that'll maybe keep them from saying Hopefully, that to somebody yeah, else maybe. who yeah. might not, you know, Be respond. gracious. <laughs> <laughs> as in a Christian like manner, but um, right. yeah, that was that was definitely one thing that I I'm very glad that I learned. Um, so, what are some lines that you say when they say, you know, I, to, honestly, you just laugh. You laugh, and yeah. then just change the subject. You can do that pretty easily, pretty or you just go to their marital status or whatever instead. How long have you been? How married? long have you been married? Oh, are you single? What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just no kidding. don't do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. People like to talk about themselves. So it's true. You, you know, this is what I've told the moms before, you know, like when they start, you know, dog and homeschooling or start talking about socialization, you can just flip it and start talking about them. Well, yeah. and, and it's amazing how quickly people will just follow your lead and they, cause they do, they love to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a great, it's a great out. Yeah. 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 So um, I would say I would probably want to piggyback off of what we were talking about earlier, which was the how the church kind of views unmarried women. Is it a gift or is it an affliction? Right. That was the big question. And like a lot of things, the answer is found somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So there are a select few men and women that are meant to be celibate. That That is a gift that God has given them. That means you yes. have no desire Right. To be married, period. And you do not, that's not something you need to fulfill. I know a couple people who have lived, they've been single their whole life, mm-hmm. and they have... They've been content. Been content. They've fulfilled, you know, God's, God's, what God's called them to do. Um, but I would say that is a very small percentage. And, I mean, if you're 30, if you're 40, and you're still single but you want that relationship, mm-hmm. that does not necessarily mean you're never going to have that relationship. No, I know people who met, met, the, met the person for them at 40. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes and they just need more time and it comes down to trusting God. It does. And his sovereignty. It does. But um, so 
as young women, it's like, is it a gift? Is it an affliction? Um, for me, I would say because I've been able to find contentment in Christ, it is a lot less of an affliction than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, I do feel lonely, but also expectations are very important too. What are you expecting in marriage? Are you expecting never to be lonely ever again once you're married? Yeah. Because that's not, that's not realistic. True. There's no. plenty of married women who are lonely mm-hmm. and who are discontent. And-, and there are lonely times. There are times in marriage where even your husband can't, only God can be with you in the mm-hmm. place that you are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean, you know, he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean he's not a good husband. It's just, that's just human. We weren't meant to have another person meet every single yeah. need. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why learning to find your contentment in him, um, in the Lord, before you get married, then it will be a familiar practice to mm-hmm. you. And it mm-hmm. won't... You have something to fall back on. You do. On. You have something to fall back on. And, 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 and you know, uh, my husband used to say, hey, you know, you can't get married to be happy, like mm-hmm. to be joyful, you, to fill your cup. So basically... You need two people need to get to married who get, get together. They get married with their cups full mm-hmm. and that yeah. other person is overflow. Yeah. And so if I we can that. let God fill our cups and um, now when you talk about finding contentment in the Lord, what does that mean? What does that look like? Like in practical terms, it means like when you're tempted to, be discontent mm-hmm. with your season of life. What do you preach to yourself? What do you tell yourself? Um, it's a lot of what we were talking about in the previous episode, which is talking to yourself instead mm-hmm. of listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does come down to a certain amount of self-discipline mm-hmm. and reminding it, yourself of the truth. And the truth is that God is sovereign over your mm-hmm. life. Absolutely. He numbers the hairs on your head. He has a plan and a purpose. And he already has so much that he set before you to do right now. Right. And that's really what we want to talk about today. The duties today. Yes. of unmarried women. Um, but before we do that, you I want to talk finish. about the culture? The, which culture? Oh, you did you want to tell the potato thing? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is a funny story. You do so do this. one of my favorite theologians, and I can't remember if it was a potato. I just, it, was, it was something like that. Um, but one of my favorite theologians, Douglas Wilson, ha- um, was talking about singleness being a, whether it's a gift or an affliction. And he says that the church wraps it up, a, a potato wraps it up and gives it. And that's that represents singleness. And he's like, and the church is like, this is a gift. And us singles are like, no, it's a potato. Like, that's not a very good gift. It's a potato. Right. And I don't I don't really like that. And they're like, no, it's a great gift. Like, just enjoy it. And it's. It's just a potato. Like for some people, it's just a potato. And I don't, do I absolutely like, would I want to be single for the rest of my life? No, of course not. And I have often, even throughout the day, sometimes discontent moments. Mm-hmm. I see a, a cute couple and I'm like, oh, I want that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's okay to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, where do you go from there? Where do you go from Does there? Does it lead you to a place of discontent mm-hmm. or do you go back to the truth, which is God is sovereign over my life and he has... He has the person for me. My yes. my great grandpa used to say, "There's there's a lid for every pot." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. And it was just really a cute thing to remember. That was easy mm-hmm. to go. I'm sure my lid is coming eventually. <laughs> yeah, but just to kind of wrap that up, I mean, I think that singleness is a gift for some women. They they can handle it better than mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. and other people 
I know personally a couple girls I can think of that it's very difficult for them. It is a daily struggle Mm -hmm. and it's really, it's really just hard. Right. And so that is a heavy affliction for them. But the gospel, the Bible is full of promises for those who are under affliction. Right. So it's, if, if it is an affliction for you, then handle it like an affliction and a trial. Right. Go to the scriptures Mm -hmm. and the scriptures that talk about afflictions and trials. Um, what does James say in that trial? Um, no trial is, uh, uh, wow. See, I'm no, trying no, to think my, of it, half yeah. my brain's cutting off, cutting off, shutting off. Excuse me. Excuse me. While I look up this, this I scripture. I have it memorized. That's the horrible thing. I know. It's, Don't it's you right hate there. that? It's because we're yeah. in front of this microphone. That's the problem here. All right. So uh, here it is. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles or trials, Uh this is the New Living Translation, so it reads a little bit differently, but dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And then it goes on to talk about wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, if you lack wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He won't rebuke you for asking. Um, but when you ask, you have to trust um, that and make sure that your faith is in him alone and not waver from that. Because a person uh, with divided loyalty is, uh, is unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. It's kind of like serving two masters. So -hmm. if you're trying to serve, if you're serving the master of discontent, you can't be serving the Lord as your master. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can ask for wisdom in this trial is what James is saying. Whatever trial you're in, and if that is in, you know, being unmarried and wanting to be married, ask God for wisdom and he is going to give it to you. Now, I know that you did that mm-hmm. and you have sought the Lord in, in wisdom as to how to walk out this season. So share with us some of that. Um, yeah, I would say we could probably just segue into our, our duties. That was a big thing of like, yes, when you're single, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Can you hang on just one second? Because yes. I realized we talked about the church, its view mm-hmm. of being unmarried. How about the world? The world's view. So that it changes consistently. I feel like the church is a little more consistent with how they view singles, but it goes between culture is, is actually very similar where mm-hmm. it's like either go, you go girl, be single for us. You don't need no man. Like you can do it yourself because the feminism right. movement is so right. large now. So that is a really, that's bigger. Right. And then there is that small like amount of people where it's like you do, you need a relationship in order to fulfill you and complete you. Right. Um, and both are very toxic and right. both are right. not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's all around just not a great view no, it's really of, that, not. of that particular season. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think one thing that I just want to um, just sort of insert here, I think as believers in our church community, we should be aware of those who are unmarried in our congregation. Invite them over for dinner. Like we tend to invite couples and Mm -hmm. families and and do that but maybe invite you know maybe at another point invite um someone who's unmarried or a few unmarried people in your church because they get left out of things Mm -hmm. like that um like normal church activities tend to revolve around families and then then there's the singles group (laughs) 
singles group. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a, a, a Bible study that's a right. singles group if it's if it's helpful and it's encouraging mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you're spurring one another on toward love and good works and contentment and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but again, for those of us who have families, I think it's important for us to, to pay attention yeah. and, and just love on those those in our in yeah, our church. I know, I know, you know, as a single, as an unmarried woman, uh, I, I would um, mean a lot, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. Um, for someone to specifically reach out. Yeah. Because right. after you go through high school and you were basically kicked out of youth group and it's like, oh, what now? Right. And if they don't have a young adult group, right. what do you do? Right. There is very little ministering to yeah. that group and that is uh, really unfortunate because, like I had said in the previous episode, it is a very, very crucial time. Yes, it is. And you know, one another thing that I want to just insert here as well: what our church has been doing. We do something. We do things differently at our yes. church. We're uh, more of a family integrated church, and so even our ladies group that gets together. Um, what we do is we get together for fellowship, and it is all ages, mm-hmm. married, unmarried. Um, you know, widows, it doesn't matter from the young, young to the, to the very, very old where we get together. And what we do is we use that opportunity once a month for kind of an Mm on-ramp for relationships. So what we want is we get together, we fellowship, and then um, relationships develop out of that. So some little side homeschool groups have developed, you know, mm-hmm. where there's specifically maybe an outdoor group. And then um, maybe there's an older woman who's going to mentor a younger woman, like the Titus II type of thing. And so that's how we've been handling our ladies' ministry. And it's been so simple um, and wonderful because nobody has to plan anything except mm-hmm. the date and the time and the place. And no one has to, like, do a Bible study. If you want to do a Bible study, you can you can start another group with mm-hmm. a Bible study with a specific topic. You know, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of insert that that there's a, there's there are ways we can do this that will include the yes. unmarried. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to go into okay. duties into and duties. responsibilities now. I said in the last podcast, duties can feel like sort of like that word sort of chafes on us. But we yeah. talked about motivation versus discipline, like. We, we need to be disciplined. That's mm-hmm. what the scriptures tell us. That is what we're called to do. Yeah. Uh, whether we're motivated or not, like we get up and we parent every day, right? We don't try sit around and wait for the motivation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kids aren't going to get fed. Out of motivation. <laughs> Out of, you know, while we, while we sit around waiting for that. We've got to discipline ourselves and have a routine and know what we're doing and, and care for the ones that we're responsible for and do the things we're, we're actually responsible for. To do that, for. too. Yeah. yeah, it's a very natural it, thing. Right. So there are duties and responsibilities as an unmarried woman. Yeah, and um, the Bible actually talks quite a bit about that. When I thought it was addressing women, I just assumed it was married women right. every single time, right. even though it never really specified it, mm-hmm. and not, not in all of the verses, obviously in some verses. But um, it was crazy when I started really diving into that. Okay, well, what is my purpose? What does the Bible say I'm supposed to be doing right. with my time? Right. And there is so much there. And that was a big, like, light bulb kind of went off. And I was like, man, I have a lot set before me. I have a lot to do. I'm going to stop sitting around and feeling sorry for myself. Like, I got to do what God has set before me. Mm -hmm. So uh, a couple of those things are um, being hosts. Mm -hmm. And um, I touched on that in the previous podcast. But um, 
opening your home and even if you're still at home hosting Bible studies or just mm-hmm. let your parents know, hey, is it okay, you know, on Tuesday, can I have, you know, these girls over or whatever, um, involving younger women too in those mm-hmm. Bible studies, even if, you know, they're like 14, mm-hmm. 13, mm-hmm. like it's really important. They like to feel a part of that. Right. Um, and that goes back to Titus 2. It's which a mentoring. Mentoring mm-hmm. to younger women. Um, but we're, you know, we can work. And we minister to others. We help in our church communities. We serve others. We visit the widows. Mm-hmm. We, we're servants mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, we have the time right. to, to serve right. like nobody else can. Mm-hmm. And so with that, that may seem like a lot of pressure, but it's, it's not. It's, no, you could do it as the Lord leads. You can exactly. lay all of these possibilities mm-hmm. before the Lord. And like we said um, when we were talking about in James— Pray for wisdom and opportunities to come yeah, up. Yeah, let, let God bring the opportunities mm-hmm. to you. Because mm-hmm. I really doubt if you pray for that, He's He's. it's not like he's going to withhold that from you. Right, you know? right. Um, but be watching for it because it might not look like what you think it's going to yes. look like. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is very true. So being hosts and um, helping those in need. I think about those older people in the church who are a lot of times just really lonely, mm-hmm. you know, and Especially. just to have a visit from somebody, mm-hmm. you know, bring them their favorite coffee or, you know, whatever. And bake them whatever something and yeah. just talk. And, you know, a lot of older people like to talk about their stories and I yeah. like to hear their stories. Yeah. Um, there's so much wisdom and I feel like our generation is so separated from the elderly mm-hmm. and the view we have, um, just Gen Z and the millennial right. generation of older people is really quite disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not yeah. going to think the same way you do, but no. that doesn't matter. You no, know, what it matters doesn't. is I mean, getting their stories from them can be so amazing. You mm-hmm. see these old, you know, people just look at old people's old people. Yeah. Like there's not a worth there, you know, and mm-hmm. you, I look at older people and I think, there's a whole lifetime of stories right there. You mm-hmm. never know what someone has done yeah, in their lifetime. I mean, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. You would never look at someone and guess, oh my gosh, she used to sing in the opera. Or, right? you know, Ooh. she, you know, she did this, that, or the other thing, or he did this. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of my like, and this is I guess you could call it a fetish. I don't like the word, but um, I love old people's hands. Mm. Just thinking of all the work that they have done mm-hmm. their whole life mm-hmm. and thinking about those were once little baby hands mm-hmm. and how they've changed and <laughs> yeah. now they're all wrinkly and I just think it's so cute. <laughs> and like these older women and how they've changed so many diapers right. and they've done the dishes and they've right. just loved Surf and served with those mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that so much. Oh, I do too. I used to look at my mom's hands in church mm-hmm. and, uh, I would even smell them because <laughs> she always put a roast in the oven often before oh. we left for church. And so her hands would smell like onions. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's so but it was funny. just like, it just like, it made me feel so secure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it was just, I look at her hands and I, I would think about the same thing, just the yeah. work that she did and all of that. That's so so that's awesome. I love it. So you, you're basically saying there is plenty of work to be done. There and sometimes work the work that you're doing and I think more often than not, we don't realize that whatever work we're doing, there are parts of that that are going to actually feed into the next season of life. Mm-hmm. You never know if, for instance, 
you're working at a coffee shop and uh, maybe you marry someone who owns a restaurant or a coffee shop or somehow or has had the same background and you guys decide you want uh, you want to open a coffee shop together and have a, like a ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, there's a million possibilities, but even just the experience with people and learning to read people and respond well to them and you know, just all of those things, all those skills that you learn just through these experiences, I guarantee you God is going to use many of them in your, in the mm-hmm. next season of life that God yeah, has for you. So, so, um, so unmarried women, don't be discouraged. Um, maybe just really focus on contentment mm-hmm. and contentment isn't inactivity. Contentment is a state of the heart, and I feel like something we practice. It's not something we just try to be content. Right. You have practice contentment, and part of practicing contentment is keeping our hands busy mm-hmm. while we're, you know, there's a certain amount of waiting that's happening, yeah, especially if absolutely. we desire to be married. Um, and with children, we're going to, there's that's a waiting, a bit of a waiting period. And mm-hmm. and so there are verses in Scripture that talk about waiting on, on the Lord and how God blesses those who wait on the Lord. Yep. And waiting on the Lord is active waiting. Mm-hmm. So this all just ties so well into that. And so, it's not just that either. I loved, I cannot remember where I heard this quote, but he waits with you. Mm, I love that. And that was just so comforting. Like I just picture him just sitting next to me. Sitting and with I you. just, oh, it makes my heart That's so That's so happy. great. That's so great. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thanks for being here today, Johanna, and sharing your heart. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go ahead and pray uh, over moms and daughters right now as we close and finish up this episode. Lord, we thank you so much for our time together. God, we thank you for these beautiful young women that you have uh, chosen, that you have a perfect plan and a purpose, not just down the road, but right now. So I pray for every young woman who's listening right now that she would be inspired and led by you to do the things that you've called her to do during this time, Lord. We ask for those who are struggling and um, who are just feeling the affliction part of this season. I pray that they would find comfort in your word and comfort um, from the Holy Spirit and comfort in in knowing that you are waiting with them, Lord. And so we just pray a blessing over them. We pray for uh, their husbands, wherever they are, that they would be sitting under good teaching and growing in you right now and just prepare them for each other. Um, In the meantime, help them to be faithful in what you've called them to do right now. And I pray for every mom of a young daughter or young woman. I pray that she would have wisdom and discernment along with her husband to walk alongside Uh, their unmarried daughters well and uh, that they would be a blessing to them too. In Jesus' name, amen.